Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we no longer talk about Animorphs because we've already done that. But we're not ready to say goodbye to Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant. Turns out they wrote more books. What? Books that we will be reading and casually discussing? You bet. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month as we morph into the Apple Grant Book Club. also having audio problems yeah i went to turn on i i was picking up a little bit of feedback um on the the thing so i went to turn down my computer but you're not on my computer you're on my phone <laughs> oh, so no. i'm like turning it down i'm like the feedback's still there still there still there and then i'm like <laughs> it's also not getting any quieter what's happening it's oh so, dear this is going well for everyone involved in this scenario humans are fallible creatures i i guess so we're all just made of star stuff are we and meat are we mostly meat Meat and failure. <laughs> I like that. We're all just made of meat and failure. Uh, it's fine. Good God. Oh, shit. Well. Yeah. It's been a long while. Long weeks Oh, dear. Oh, I just walked into that and I didn't. Ah, oh. <laughs> crime. Ah, uh, I have committed a crime today, and it is that good. long that I just no, did. no, no. I I committed a crime by not immediately picking up where I was going. Oh well, I don't feel but like you, that was the crime. But you met me there. I met you there. I took you there. You carried me. Yeah. <laughs> when when there was you took two me higher footprints on the beach, there was only <laughs> one. You took me higher to a place Can where blind men see. Me <laughs> no, the ACLU wants more money from me. No. I donate to you monthly. That's so much money. Kick Abbott's ass. I'm paying you to go kick Abbott's ass. Now go. <laughs> I'm paying you for this very specific endeavor. Do yes. it. Yes. Specifically. Oh, boy. Howdy. Punch him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> don't be sorry <laughs> not be sorry for that, that wonderful wonderful anyway here we are anyways yes hi hi here he is we finished endling two last week and now we are on the third book i have got to tell you yeah <laughs> I've been here the whole time, and when you started saying we finished Endling last week, I was like, what the fuck homework assignment did I miss? What did I read? Oh, no. What did I I was internally panicking oh, no. right then. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, I swore I knew what part we were reading. I summarized it. I've never read it before. <laughs> Full-blown panic attack is what just happened. 
I mean, when you came out of the woodwork last week and you're like, hey, do you want to record now? And I was like, oh huh, God. wait, and okay. like next week, what? I'm so sorry about that. That was a total spur of the moment thing where like, it was one where like, I'm talking on the phone. I'm also trying to text you and I'm trying to be clear, but obviously it's like not clear what's happening. <laughs> I just need one context clue for what you're talking about. <laughs> you did only need one and I did not give it to you. I was like, nope. Nope, she can read my mind. She knows what I need. <laughs> Why can't I hold all of these podcasts? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, boy. Ooh. It, it anyway. all turned out fine in the end. Okay, good, good. Everything was fine. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Yeah. Speaking of shortages, I was reading that there's going to be a book shortage. What? Like, su- like book supply chain issues from, like, publishers. So, I'm like, shit, I haven't pre-ordered Animorphs 2 yet, and that comes out in, like, less than a month! It does. Get it. What are you doing? I, Get it. Yeah. I thought, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go to Barnes & Noble on the day, but it's like, I'm not gonna nope. fucking do that. I have my jobs, and I'm not going to go down there. Tweet and at I w- Chris Grine. Send at me Chris a Grine. book. Send me now. a book, please, sir. Please send me a beautiful book of Rachel destroying Please a man. Send, may I have another? Uh, send me a book. Send me another animal's book, please, sir. Please. Please. And if you could sign it, that would be really cool. Oh, man. Uh, what if we just keep tearing through these Apple Grant fandoms? Like, pretty soon, we're going to have all the Endling people here ready to rage. All the children. Well, we're going to have to wait, like, 20 years for that one to pay off. Yeah, I was about to say, because, like, I think we talked about this, and we established that the only Endling fans were... For children. children. Yeah, for yeah. the most part. Or like children maybe... and people that we have forced to read the books. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. Uh I mean, listen, I've been talking about doing some endling fan art and maybe throwing that out into the world and seeing if we get any nibbles. Yeah, what was the one I tagged you in this week? Was it King Tobble? King Tobble. King Tobble. Need that banner. And there's there's another Tobble moment that I would like to draw that is in the the section of the book that we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just going to be a, a, to- a Tobble stampede coming. I'm, I'm here for it. Yay! I'm here for Tobble. I think there's <sighs> a section of my notes today where I literally wrote well, it's at the very end, so I can't spoil it for you. But there's a section of my notes where I, like, totally meta myself into it for Tobble. <laughs> and I say myself, I mean us. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, are, yeah. We are one entity. We, we are you. <laughs> we, yeah, we you are, are both we. Me. You are we. Sue persona s me persona. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... What language was that? I feel like the Sue as me parts were Spanish, but then Persona yeah. was English, but Persona is also Spanish. Is it? I think so. Or is it Latin? It's, <laughs> it could be or Latin. Latin? <laughs> oh my God. <gasps> side note, side note, side note. Sorry. Yes. Um, Psychonauts 2, we just got to the part where Jack Black is in it. Anyway, back to back to you. I was I was going a different direction of 
when I was doing quiz and we got to Gulliver's Travels and <laughs> I said if the clue was Jack Black, I would have guessed School of Rock 20 times. I was thinking of you as I said that. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Knowing yes. it's wrong, it would have been like Jack Black. Yeah, that's School of Rock. It's School of Rock. Absolutely. School of Rock. That's School the of only rock. movie he's ever done. The only movie. School the only rock. possible answer it could be. School of Rock. <laughs> Have I seen Jumanji with him in it? Yes. The answer is School of Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Holy Christ. I love yeah. Jack Black so much. I do too. <laughs> and I'm not... <laughs> I keep... Like, I keep expecting something to come out to be like, oh my god, Jack Black is problematic, but I haven't heard anything yet, so. She just keeps dancing in front of his pool, and I'm like, I don't, I, I'm here for this. Yeah! He gets, what, what was that TikTok where he was, like, getting painted green or yeah, something? Yeah, he was gonna be the Somebody's... Hulk, and he kept, I think yeah. it was his wife that was painting him green? I have, some, some woman was painting him all over his body, and I yeah. was like, all right. He wanted to be the Hulk. <laughs> Dude, can we just have a Jack Black movie marathon coming up? Fuck yes, like, we can. I've been wanting to rewatch School of Rock for many months, and I, I just haven't bitten the bullet yet. Listen, I just recently, thanks to friend of the show, Corey, learned how to share screens with movies and watch party stuff on them. Yes! And we will absolutely be doing that. Okay, excellent. Yes. And <sighs> I have the app already. I'm ready to rage. Awesome. I updated my icon from a chicken drumstick to Wolverine, so I am ready to go. Ooh, that's... Wait. It's like one of those where you have like 20 icons to pick from and they're all completely fucking random. <laughs> So you have something generic like a chicken leg, but then you also have yes. X-Men Wolverine? Yes, that's precisely true. Okay. But like which version of Wolverine though? Uh the the uh yellow spandex okay. suit with the very high horns. It's it's like also like um not pixel art, but it's like uh super simplified art. Okay. So yeah. Cute. It's pretty cute. It's not a chicken drumstick, and therefore I feel pretty good about it. Because you don't like chicken! I spent, like, two entire times watching it, stressing about the chicken drumstick, being like, this oh, is no. not me. And then I went in again, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this chicken drumstick, I guess this is a sign to me forever. And I'm like, no, there's probably a way I can change this. And then I figured it out. Yay! That's this my wonderful. story. <laughs> what a stupid story to tell. <laughs> stupid fucking story it's great though there's nothing more frustrating than having an icon that doesn't represent your soul <laughs> i can i can positively say a chicken drumstick does not represent my soul yeah i yeah you I like alive like, chickens i like live chickens but i also like didn't like how it was held because it was like held vertically with like the bone part on the top as if one was holding it with like two fingers and letting it like pendulum what the fuck it was a what very kind of fucking what psychopath designed it to be that direction the I bone goes know. on the bottom 
Obviously, or the side if it's laying on a table. They literally pick the only direction it couldn't be. <laughs> what fucking madman did this? What, what fucking goddamn criminal <laughs> made that artistic decision? Oh my god, that's so upsetting. Right? Oh my god. Like, who does that? That deeply upsets me. Like, oh shit. I, it's, I understand. I understand how deeply it upsets you because I feel that in my bones. We're, like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, not even, like... Because I'm thinking, like, okay, we're artists. Like, we understand, like, why it wouldn't be this way. But, like, no. I think it goes beyond that. I think that just goes to, like, common human sense and logic. Right. Like, it was literally, like, what's a way to represent a chicken drumstick? And then how could you put it in a way that makes it completely unintelligible to people? Right. Like, art is about communication. Yeah, what are you trying to say to me? What are you trying to say to me, you, chicken boy? I feel very threatened by this chicken. And like the fact that they assigned that to me, what does that say about me as a person that you randomly picked that for me? Yeah, I would feel very attacked. I, d I did feel very attacked. Luckily, I found Wolverine. Thank God. The day was safe. Oh my god. We found Wolverine in this hopeless place. That's correct. I I, found, <laughs> I fell in love with a Hugh Jackman place. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, what even is this podcast? I I don't know anymore. Oh man. I don't know, but you know what? I feel like what we did was we created a beautiful sentiment. And now we've opened the floodgates to talk from a place where we're both emotionally available to really invest in this story. Okay. Oh boy. Oh shit. Oh so, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. So we have we have Endling. We have Endling. Book this... three, the final book. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Oh my god. And like, okay, so here's the thing about this this final book too. Final book two T O O, not T W O. This is book three. This final yes. book as well. Is yeah. that like it's so it starts out like so wistful that it just mm -hmm. put me immediately in this like, oh, this is like the end. And like it doesn't end on that note at all. But, like, the uh -huh. first, like, five chapters, it was, like, oh, my God, remember, like, remember how it was back when yeah. we started. And, like, yeah. don't do that to me, Catherine and Michael. I'm already, like, very upset by finishing books. And so, like, don't start me on the final book like that. Why would you do this to me? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And, like, you know that bad shit's gonna happen. Right. It's not, it's not book three, happy, fun, great times. It's book three, emotionally fucking wreck me and leave me sad forever. Uh-huh. Listen. Yep. We read Animorphs. We fucking know what you're going to do. But we don't know who you're going to do it to, so. We don't, but this is another story about war, so we know how it's going to go down. Someone. 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 I'll just leave it at that. 
Someone's possibly, yeah. Possibly someone's. Also, I was getting messages that was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to you about this, which makes me even scareder. Oh, no. Who did this? Who said that? You know, you know it was Timothy. You know it's <sighs> Timothy that's doing this Tim. to us. Tim. 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 You can't just say stuff like that, Tim. Words mean things, Tim. Yeah, even if you try to keep it as vague as possible, we know what's coming. Listen, I I can I am attuned to your emotions now when you say things to me. Oh. And I know I know when it's an emotional threat. And this was one. <laughs> an emotional threat. <laughs> 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 oh no i don't want it to i don't want it to either like here's the thing here's the other thing that always like blows my mind we have the power to stop right now but we're not going to but yeah yeah it's the whole like there's 108 courses of actions and i choose to do nothing but ah the king boomy method yeah but Oh my god. We just... I I know. I know. (sighs) It's just... Oh no. God. It's just I'm not ready. But I will... I will say, though, that, like, I didn't expect to be where we are by the end of this section. Like, it went in a direction that I wasn't expecting. Of course, of course it did. Because again, Catherine and Michael. Subverting <laughs> expectations. Absolutely subverting expectations. Because I'm like, okay, this is the end of the trilogy. We're a quarter of the way in. Maybe a little bit more. And I kind of feel like it was mostly world building. And it was mostly... I don't know. Like, I expected more to be happening by now. Yeah, like, you're totally right. Like, so at this point, I mean, okay, full, full, like, book disclosure. It's in three parts, but, like, they are not even parts. Like, this was only 74 pages. Yeah. But, or 75 pages. It was, it was a short part. But, like, yeah, like, we are in... We are in, like, the final arc. Like, this is the return of the king, if we're making a Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings comparison. hmm And, like, we spent a lot of this... Fir- like, we spent the whole of this first chapter not only, like, world-building, like, this particular... Like, the Natites, let's just say it, whatever. We're world-building for the Natites. But, like, that was wild. And, like, talking about how, like... Kara runs like the the peace army like which is wild because we also missed the entire battle and army building it's like just mm-hmm. so you know that still happened off screen and we're still just gonna like do that which I love okay I love Bix's story but like I am going to need that fucking battle story at some right point. right yeah and like I don't see this book getting to part three and being like Let's reverse six months, bloop. So anyways, Bix is yeah. a kid again. Like, I don't see that. But then again, maybe it will. What do I know? 
<laughs> they'll subvert again. They'll subvert again. I'll be like, there's no way they're going to do that. And they'll be like, fucking watch me. Well, and like, there's so much we still need to do. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much that we still need to wrap up. And that, you know, so much stuff that needs a proper arc. But we're just going to describe this journey to the Natite world for like 50 pages. Right. Which I, I mean, I loved it. And there's some great like character interaction and like cool visuals and feelings. But like, yeah. I'm getting a little anxious. And this is exactly how I would feel every Animorphs book where I'd be looking and I'd be like, there is 15 pages left in this book and we have not hit the, the climax yet. Like, what is going to happen? Uh-huh. So, once again, yeah, I'm extremely stressed out, Catherine and Michael. But, like, with Animorphs, it's like, okay, there's another book. Like, there's right. there's many more books for this to, like, resolve. But, like, right. we're this at the is... end of this. And this world is so big, and there's so many characters, and I'm just afraid that we're not going to get everything. Like, I, I still want to know what Gambler's deal is, and I want Kara and Renzo to, like, kiss each other, and, and, and I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm scared. <laughs> it's, it's just an interesting pacing decision that they made in this first part, and I'm just yeah. scared. And, like, they introduced the whole thing, like, just FYI, like, Gambler and Dog also hate each other, but are clearly going to have a friendship arc while Renzo's away. Yeah. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. And I'm are stressed. we ever going to fucking get back to, uh, to, oh, God. Belina? Yeah, thank you. My brain just <laughs> shut down mid-sentence. Oh, no. Yeah, are we ever going to get back to Valino? What's Is Valino just gone? Do we just have to accept he lives with the girl forever and we're never going to get, like, a, a fucking... I mean, I still maintain that the girl's going to, like, join the battle and she's going to fucking ride in on Valino, rearing with the sun behind them, like Gandalf in the Two Towers. Like, it's going to be fucking epic. I That's my that hope. so bad, but also we are deep, deep below the sea right now. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, I don't, I, I have no clue how this is going to shake out, honestly. Yeah. Oh. We should, um, we should go to Tim for information. <laughs> Reassure us that it's good. I mean, it's going to be good no matter what, but, like, reassure yes. us we get everything we want, I guess. Yes. What... Yes. I have a list of things, and not a lot of them are checked off right now, and I'm just kind of worried about it. Yeah. It's wild. Oh, my God. Okay. Should we start yeah. summarizing, and then we can... Okay. Yeah. We begin with Bix charging havoc into tall grass, Gambler and Sabito alongside them. Bix is on the hunt because, while not brave or fierce like her companions, Darren's do have particularly good noses, and that will, that is what was needed to hunt the Eshwins, which are like half boar, half rat, horrific creatures that are following their peace army and just mauling people. And they will not let <laughs> that go. 
<laughs> They're like the wargs. It's literally like the wargs. And then like the whole like tall grass thing, of course, like I'm like, oh, this is like the lost raptors in Jurassic Park because they just come uh... out of the tall grass and like blah, take people down. Like, you know, you know me. You know what direction I went with that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh. Uh. Anyways, so Bix couldn't identify specifically where the scent was coming from, but of course Sabito was there and he was able to spot where all of these Eshwins were in the tall grass. So as they ride forward, Sabito sees that what these Eshwins are trying to do is let Bix and Gambler pass some of them and they're going to close up behind and kind of try to encircle them. So Sabito's calling all of this out from above, like, I don't know, Tobias maybe? <laughs> Like, everything about this. Everything. He is, is like, a more confident Tobias. Yeah! Like, they took Tobias's, like, bird superiority trait, and they just, like, turned the volume up to 11. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it so much. It's so good. He's like Tobias without the sadness. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, (laughs) I, I love sad bird boy don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but this is this is also very good too yeah oh man so yeah so that's all going down uh and gambler's like i have a plan bix can you fall off your horse and after a moment bix is like (laughs) yeah (laughs) i guess (laughs) i guess i guess i can fall off my horse um so bix looses the stirrup and then bails and even though Gambler's like, oh, if you land in the grass, it'll be cool. The wind is totally knocked out of her. But as soon as she recovers, she lets out this just terror scream because there's an Eshwin charging her down. And in a flash of black from the side, the thing is taken out. and The problem is solved. The Eshwin is murdered. They're like, oh, great. We have food for tonight. Uh, but that's not all. More of them came out of the, the grass and gamblers like fighting them all off and like, you know, just tear- taking them out, like literally like one, two, three at a time being like more dinner, more dinner. Everybody's happy. But then <laughs> the giant mother of all Eshwins comes out of the grass covered in battle scars from winning so many fights. And gambler is like, Bix, flee. And Bix is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Gambler's like, I can fight her, but I can't protect you at the same time and so bix grabs havoc who is circled back around and then hesitates for a second and gambler's like go flee i have to fight and i can't be worried about you so bix mounts up on havoc and then while neither brave nor fierce bix pulls out her small sword because gambler was her friend after all oh i love that so much she's grown so much so oh my god it was like my favorite fucking like it wasn't my favorite moment but like it was like such a good moment i'm like this is chapter one and already i'm like yes 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 this oh is my fantastic. god i loved that yeah i did too <sighs> i like and especially because it's like it's like the exact same words that we heard earlier, but like, you know, the I'm the smallest, I'm like blah blah blah. I mm-hmm. I'm the brunt of the litter. But like the actions behind it have changed so much. What uh-huh. a great commentary on what you think of yourself and what's in your head is totally not what everybody else around you sees. Yeah, and what you're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ugh. Exactly. You keep telling yourself the same story even though it's not yeah. true. 
you can you can have these insecurities about yourself but still do the the thing like it's that's such a good message to send to kids Mm -hmm. fucking kids books man (laughs) oh no (laughs) i love them so much Tobble's freaking out. Tobble is quite literally like just poking and prodding and like pulling at Vix. Like, where's the wound? And Vix is like, there is no wound. And Tobble does not believe her. So like just has to like satisfy his own curiosity. Like, are you sure you're not injured? Uh, And (laughs) then once he was like, fine, he was like, so why did you leave without me? And like Tobble trying to come down hard on Bix was amazing. He was like, how dare you leave without me and do that? But it's, I totally understand. It's, I'm so sorry. I yelled like. <laughs> I, I love that because like, again, yeah, she's like, Wabix are still polite to a fault. So even though he's like super mad at me, he's like <laughs> trying to be understanding and compassionate. And I just, I love that. I love, I love that. It so much. It's so beautiful. Oh, Tobble. Oh my God. Um, And then it becomes super clear to Bix that, the reason Tobble is so mad right there is the exact same reason that she left Tobble behind. And it's because they both just genuinely care for each other so much. They both are very upset by the thought of each other being injured. Oh, I just, I fucking loved that so much. And like that, oh my God, that's like in some books, that's such a source of conflict, right? Like when both people are trying to protect each other and so they're not letting each other. But here it was just like, it was a moment where they were mad, but then they came together over it and like they understood where each other was. It was just beautiful. Oh, <laughs> conflict management. Oh, it's so good. Talk to your friends about your feelings. Yep. Yep. But uh, eventually this warm, fuzzy moment is broken up when Tobble says, you smell terrible. And Bix is like, yeah, these useless creatures, useless smelly creatures. And Bix didn't realize that Sabito was hovering right behind them. So Sabito's like, all creatures are a piece of the puzzle and they're important to the world. And Bix is like properly chastised. And Sabito then kind of feels bad because Bix is like, oh, yeah, sorry, you're right. And he's like, no, I didn't mean to lecture you. It's just a thing. (laughs) I didn't mean to mansplain to you. (laughs) Didn't mean to mansplain the earth to you. And then like, Tobble is like, oh yeah, there's a Wabix song about that, that, you know, everyone's important, and they're all like, well, sing us your Wabix song. Oh, and so he does, and it's like <laughs> this adorable song about how important all the six species are, or the six governing species are, but then also Wabix are in it, but then also humans suck in it, but then at the end they're like, humans are still important even though they suck. So, so. okay, so he's singing the song, and he- and he's like, yeah, oh, uh, Wabix are also in this song. I think, and I think I've said this before, by the end of this, Wabix are going to become a governing species. Like, Absolutely. I think they're, ab- yes, this is, this is foreshadowing. This I, is, this I will is die foreshadowing. On this hill. I, yeah. I, I am on this hill with you. I am taking that bet. They will be the next governing species. Of yay! All the yay! Yay, yay, yay. And, like, the other thing is, is based off of later events where we find out what the Natites think of Wabix, I feel like they would be the one to, like, unite. Every- like, Wabix are the mm-hmm. peacemakers of this new, brave new world that we are in. They're the heart in this Captain Planet looking. They are the heart in this Captain Planet looking motherfucker. Oh! <laughs> their ears, with their cute little ears and their little tails. And their 
celebrated tales, and there's so many of the children that they forget them. <laughs> there's so many children. There's so many children. Ugh. Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, so anyways, um, so the song is about what each species brings to the world, and how they're in- interconnected in the circle of life. We're all in this together. And it rules us all. so anyways um basically basically that's what goes on so bix trails off blah 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 thoughts of the world that's like the end of this chapter is literally just like remember when i was just so young and stupid and the littlest one and i've seen so much of the world but how did it end up like this it was only (laughs) (laughs) that's not what happens i'm so sorry (laughs) i I literally took myself out with that one myself with that reference <laughs> what the fuck i couldn't even like let you have that one i heard it and i reacted to my own fucking words what the hell oh good god wow. anyways um yeah bix is having this whole thing about like the world and how like she's seen so much of it but like she didn't want to see it like this and blah 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 she heads off to bathe the end chapter two Done. yay Jot that one down real quick. (laughs) So, later that night, Bix is looking out at this camp of all of her dear friends and found family, and it's like this menagerie of species that have all come together to become her found family, and she's like, I just love them all so much. And (laughs) It's so good, right? Yeah. It's just so good. I loved it. I loved it so much. Uh, and then Kara's like gesturing for her to come over and like Renzo jumps in and is like did you want me to and and Kara's like no and Renzo's like what why wouldn't you want me to come too and Kara's (laughs) just like this is a personal conversation between Bix and I and Renzo's like you can tell me too (laughs) he's such a fucking ham oh my god this terrible child Oh my gosh. Sit down, Renzo. Sit down, Renzo. Nobody wants you. I mean, that's not true at all. It's it's all very jokingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, his his eagerness was just so charming. Kara, you're going to leave without me, but I am the one who should be with you constantly because we are in love, <laughs> even though nobody but gamblers sh- just knows about this shit. <laughs> she's like, no, no, no. I got this. Yeah, she's literally like, listen... Listen, buddy, I'm trying to rule my peace army, and this is a very important mission talk. And he's like, but what if we flirted for 10 minutes? She's like, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's going to be that fucking guy where, like, she's going to be, like, in the middle of a big, like, political seminar or something later. And he's going to be like, hey, come on, let's go, like, make out for 10 minutes. And she's going to be like, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> this is how she's going to end up on rollerblades before the committee trying to like, do a <laughs> fucking... <laughs> fucking filibuster. Yeah, filibuster on roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh. is <laughs> the Leslie Nope of Endling. Like uh, in a way, in a way, in a way, definitely not. But in other ways, kind of a little bit. <gasps> okay, but what if Nick Offerman was was the voice of Gambler? <gasps> oh, 
Oh, Casey, you... Oh. Oh. <laughs> you just cast that rule so fucking perfectly. Because Gambler is absolutely the very, like, serious, intimidating, but then he'll just have that little, like, <laughs> giggle like that the government does. <laughs> That's like totally inappropriate. Yes, giggle. yes. Oh my god. Oh shit. Oh no. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. If anyone making the movie is listening to this, call us. Call us. We'll advise you. We like we are here to help in any way possible. We will hype <laughs> your movie. Oh shit. I'm here for it. This is amazing. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. We have, you just cast that so. <laughs> Man, that's good. Okay. Ah, chills. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, Kara and Bix get to Kara's tent and this is where like they have, it's this discussion about a mission but it starts from this place where they just kind of like affirm their friendship, which I love. Where it's yeah. like Kara's like, listen, I have to ask something of you. And Bix is like, anything, whatever you need, I'll do it. And Kara's like, no, you don't you don't just agree. You aren't my soldier, you're my friend, and I'm asking you to do this. Like you don't have to say yes. And Bix is just like, whatever, whatever it takes. But then as soon as Kara tells her, Bix is like, Well, I am a bitch about that though. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. (laughs) The meatloaf of missions. (laughs) The meatloaf of missions. That's like, that's what happens, though. I know. She's so eager that Cara tells me the plan. She's like, "Mm, well, I mean. Ooh, not that one, though. Ooh, yeah. When I said anything, I meant like mm, things that I I meant like not that? I meant like, I meant Like, like I wanted to do like what I wanted to do. Yeah, can I do something else? Can I, like, do you want me to take out some more Ashwins? Because, like, I am getting good at that. <laughs> this sounds, like, hard. This sounds so I think, hard. I think maybe um, you should do this yourself. Yeah, I'm kind of... you'd be kinda, really good at it. I'm kind of tired. I'm kind of tired. And I haven't been feeling hungry. so well lately. Yeah. Yeah. It's just there's been, like, a whole lot of walking. And, like, my legs are real short. Yeah. Like, I'm just, just like going through me. something right now. I just like emotionally am not ready to handle this mission. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly all the things she says. Word for word, that's what yeah. happened. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, yeah. What have we done to poor Bix? Oh, making her seem so. <laughs> so, anyways, like yeah. what actually happened? <laughs> wrong right we just exaggerated it a little bit but like basically like she definitely has some reservations about this yeah and like okay so once again okay let me let's summarize this so we can get into it okay um so Kara tells bix that what i want you to do is to go act as my ambassador and talk to the natites and bix is like oh you want me to fucking what now and uh Kara's like Listen, don't don't tell me that you're simple, Darren. That moment has passed. We're done with that shit. Like, get over that. Like, straight up, Kara says, like, fuck <laughs> that. That's not true anymore. And 
So she's like, you're an ambassador now for the peace army and we need to unite the governing species. <laughs> I had a typo. I re- tried to write six and I wrote sex. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the sex governing species. The sex governing species. They govern all the sex in the Dara. <laughs> all the sexes you can have. They govern them all. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Bix is like very kind of reluctant about this and Kara's like, listen... You can do this. I believe in you. You have to talk to the Natites. And this may be the biggest thing. Like, this could be the biggest turning tide of the war is you talking to them. And I need to know that they're telling the truth. And I need you to go and make this work. And Bix is like, oh, shit. I don't know how to do any of this. And so Bix is like, okay, who's coming with me? And Kara's like, well, no force on Earth will separate you and Tobble. So Tobble's going with you. Yay! Um... And then they, they start, like, kind of making fun of Gambler and Sabino. Like, well, you're going to the water. So not those two because they are chickens about the water. So then she goes, Renzo will go with you. And then Bix is like, I could swear she sounded she sounded almost wistful as she said Renzo would come with me. Oh. That's the plan. Oh. I know. They're in love. They're in fucking love. They're in love. Oh, my God. They're in love, and I love that they're in love. I ship them so hard. I do, too. I ship them so hard. So cute. So cute. Ugh. Ugh. But yeah, that's that's the mission. Go talk to the Natites, and basically, like, go convince the entire water species that they should join our peace army. And everybody's like, do they care about peace? I don't know. Do they care about armies? I don't know. Do they care about war? I don't know. Like... There's no reason to think that the Natites want anything to do with anybody. Mm-hmm. Because we got a little taste of that in the last book where they're like, oh, we just do what we want. Yeah, pretty much. Like, we collect taxes, I guess, when you're going across the water for some <laughs> reason. I mean, assuming they have their own fucking economy, I don't know what the deal is, but... Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, doing they're... their own thing. Yeah, they don't answer to anybody. Like, except themselves. What the yep. fuck? And they seem to be like kind of Aquaman, like controlling the fish and the whales. <gasps> there's a whale in this book. There is. There is. I knew that was. <laughs> Let me tell you the moment I knew there was a whale in this book is when I opened it and the little chapter pictures that repeat, one of them yeah. was a whale tail. And I yep. was like, there's a whale in this book. I'm. I love, I love, listen, I think Catherine loves whales as much as I love whales, or probably yes. more than me, actually, but I yeah. don't think that's possible. You literally cry when you see whales. I do! I, oh my, okay, <clears throat> whale tail time. Okay, so there was a video that came out recently where people were just fucking kayaking, having a good time in the ocean, fucking whale, fucking, I think it was a right whale i don't think it was a humpback i think it was a right whale just came up and started just like swimming around the kayak and it kind of like bumped the kayak yeah i know exactly what you're talking about that's totally a right whale i was just like you motherfucker how dare you have a beautiful interaction with a whale and i wasn't there i hate you there's only like 200 of them in the world i know actually i have no idea what kind of whale it was but no, it was, okay, it was a right whale. I'll tell you how I know. Okay. Um, 
It's because I I totally did a project on right whales in high school that was talking about their extinction because like, uh-huh. the whole reason they're called the right whales because they're the right whale for the oil that they wanted for lamps. So they were hunted almost completely to extinction. Yeah. And at one point there was like 130 of them. And I think now we're like up close around 200. It's been mm-hmm. a long time since I've looked into this, but I think yeah. last I, I heard we were up close around 200. Yeah. But yeah, totally a right whale. I did a full illustration of one like coming in from the ocean and the scene changing into a museum and it just turning into this like skeleton thing oh like gory bits in the middle because oh no shit that i do but um yeah so it's totally right way but yeah Yeah. i was very mad at those people i listen i i just get so mad when i see people like fucking scuba diving or snorkeling or kayaking and they have this beautiful interaction with these giant beautiful beasts of the sea I just get so mad because it's like, I can't do that. I mean, I could do that maybe someday, but like, I'm not there right now. And I deserve to have that interaction with the whale. I I agree that you do. I am entitled to that whale interaction because I love them the most. This is not where I expected this flex to go, but I I love it. I'm just like so indignant. Like, how dare you what why do you get to do it what what makes you so special do you want to know which ones get me pissed off yeah it's every time i see somebody swimming and then orcas come up and then they panic and they start to like oh no like swim faster try to like the one guy that like panic swims to the fucking thing so he can ski out away from the orca and i'm like literally if i was in your position i would be throwing myself towards the orca like yeah. oh my god like this is the best moment of my life and everybody's like oh no it's a killer whale fuck you they've never killed a person in the wild motherfucker no! the reason they do it in tanks is because they're stressed and you're fucking abusing them so yeah fuck off. yeah calm down you don't know anything Jeez. And yet, you know fucking anything. Like you're you're not worried about fucking like otters and sea lions jumping on your kayak, like because oh they're, oh they're so cute. Oh they're they just want to ride. No, it's because people have been fucking feeding them, and they're gonna get aggressive when they don't get mm-hmm. their food. But killer whales yep. are just trying to say hi. God, they're just trying to check you out. Like what are you, what the fuck are you doing here? This is not a creature that lives in my domain. Yeah, like, they can take they. Moose is part of food that they eat. That's part of their diet. And moose? they look at people and they're, they eat moose because moose can swim up to 30 or 20 feet underwater. So moose are actually in a killer whale's diet. Like What the fuck? Those are two yeah. battle morphs. Those are two battle morphs. And an orca will hunt <laughs> and eat a moose. What the fuck? Right? Isn't that cool? That, I did not know that. That's amazing. Right? It's so, I mean, moose are very, very good swimmers. They can swim like 10 miles without a break. Jesus Christ. Right? Wow. They're incredible. These are two animals that I now know a lot of facts. Well, I've always known a lot of facts about orcas. I know a lot more facts about moose now than I did a short while ago. Yeah. But, um, Dungeons and Dragon Beams, people. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, they actually, like, hunt and eat moose. And so... Literally, when people are panicking, they're just looking at you and going like, that's not a food. That's like just another sentient creature and it's fine. Like, they they literally have like made a, a distinction about people where they've said, we yeah. don't eat these. And like, yeah. that's, we're like, that's amazing. Yeah, they're so smart. 
They're so smart. Their brains are so much bigger than ours and so much more nuanced. Why are you swimming away from them? And if they did, like, if you got to be the first person that was slaughtered by orcas in the wild, what a great honor that is. I know! Like, that guy who got swallowed by the humpback, like, fairly (laughs) recently, I was just like, you are fine! Like, it's not gonna eat you. It's gonna be like, oh, there's something weird in my mouth, let me just, like, get rid of this real quick. Like, they fucking, all the time, there's swarms of krill that they push up to the surface, there's fucking birds that get in their mouth all the time. No, Mm -hmm. they don't eat birds. Like, they They will inject you from their mouths. You will be Mm -hmm. fine. Maybe a little scraped up from the baleen, but you'll be fine. Like, oh no, a giant toothbrush left a little scratch on my arm. Yeah. You You got to see a whale up close. You got got to be in a whale. You got to be in a fucking whale. Do you know what I would give to be eaten by a fucking (laughs) whale? So much. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh man. Shit. I love whales. I love, I love yeah. them so much. I love whales. Fuck. Why Why haven't we gone back to see orcas? I know you got to see orcas, but I didn't get to go on that trip, and I am Sorry. desperate. Sorry. Don't. Why are you sorry? That's I don't ridiculous. Know. I wanted to save the orcas for you. But it's whale watching. You never know what's going to go down. Yeah. We can't make those distinctions. We just have to be happy that one of us has seen orcas in real life. Was it fucking magical? It was. Oh my god, I there can't was, wait. There was a youngin with them. <laughs> a baby. <laughs> and, then my, and then my mom threw up in the head, and they told us not to throw up in the head. But she did. <laughs> That's, that, I would have pushed your mother overboard. <laughs> Paint store pants. Get the fuck out of here, Carol! I ever have any one of them, but not orcas. She didn't throw up because of the orcas. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's a pure experience, and I need oh that my... to be untarnished by her vomit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wowza. <laughs> change of tone (laughs) Bix was riding out towards the front of an army thousand strong like riding four abreast thousand strong Uh, their armor was glistening and the soldiers were wearing the different colors from each of their clans they and they were all like this mishmash of like oranges and blues blah 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 to join together to form this army and in front of them was Kara wearing the future tunic of the United Front Army that had like all of the colors of the yew tree and blah, 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 blah. It's beautiful, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so th- this is a little bit of chaos. So what's happening is Kara's riding up front. Tobble's riding astride Gambler's back because they find out that like 
Tobble's very bad at horses. It's uncomfortable. So Bix is moving forward towards Kara. And then Gambler comes up with Tobble. And they're like having this whole amazing banter back and forth where like Tobble's like, I'm hungry. I Caterpillars are the worst. They don't fill me up. And Gambler's like, I'm hungry too. Luckily, I have a snack on my back. And like Tobble whips around looking for wherever the snack is. And then oh like, my god, oh, it's me. I have the snack. I'm the snack. And then he's like, don't eat me. And Gambler's like, I'm gonna. And Tobble's like, no. And you're not serious, are you? And Gambler's like, I'm serious. And Tobble's like, I'm pretty sure you're joking, but you are a giant cat. So I don't know. It was great. Uh, it was so delightful. It was so delightful. It was so beautiful. I love it so much. So we get that beautiful moment. And then we kind of switch gears and we start talking about who Kara's riding with. So Kara has like these two generals on either side of her. And one of them is General Varus, who's this huge, like intimidating. I imagine him very like Viking looking like buff guy. With long red hair. With long red hair, like ready to rage. And then on the <laughs> other side is uh, is this woman who they call Bodic the Blue because she has this bright blue serpent tattoo that's like coming off this scar where she's like missing an eye and an ear and like one of her hands has a bunch of fingers missing and she's just like this fucked up like battle survivor. Hell yeah. And I I immediately loved her. I was like this is fucking great. Love her so much. Ugh. Um and so as they're talking like there's this these generals that are like clearly like very experienced and like very intimidating and blah 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 and then Varus says something like oh my soldiers are vying for a scrap we should like find something for them to fight and Kara just goes no we're the peace army we don't fight unless we're attacked and Bix has this realization that like Kara is sitting amongst these generals and her word is just as like regal and weighty as them and she's just as like she has just as much power behind her words as these war-torn generals do and so it's just this like i knew her when she was like a little pretending to be a boy that was like <laughs> running around the woods like it's just this crazy change to base. yeah uh, but very very cool uh and so then they're marching and then the army behind them starts taking up this tune this like crazy rhythm except for havoc who refuses to march to the rhythm of the army <laughs> like i i move for no man i am a pony <laughs> And I will not be rushed. <laughs> I love Havoc. I love Havoc so much. And like a perfect horse name for sure. Yes. Um, so Bix is like coming along with the tune. And as they continue to march, Bix sees this lake that's off a ways. And they start to like come up to it. They're going to pass it on this path. And Bix is just consumed by this childhood memory where she was with these other Darrens. And they were all like climbing a tree that overhung a lake. And, like, the bravest of them would leap off this tree and open their glissaires and try to get as far as they could. But often they would, like, wind up short and, like, land with this huge splash in the water. And it was just all this, like, come on, Bix, come on with us. Come on, jump. You can do it. And Bix just being like, no, no. And they're being like, come on, don't be such a quitter. Don't be such a pup. And Bix just never got the courage to try it. And then she's like, this is one of my most cherished memories and she's like, I know it's weird that, like, getting mocked by your siblings is a cherished, cherished <laughs> memory, but, like, my family is all gone, and this is all I have of my past. Aww. And so, like, Bix is having this huge emotional moment, and then, like, they march past the lake, and Bix kind of turns to look back at it and sees a soldier throw a rock into the placid water, and it disappears with hardly a ripple. Aww. 
Oh. Yeah. I know. We keep having these, like, beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, it's this is what I mean by, like, it just created this, like, really, like, wistful, beautiful time right yeah. at the beginning of the end of the book. Yeah. And, and even though she's changed so much, she still, like, remembers where she came from and, like, misses her family. And, like... That's, I think that's really important to establish. Like, she's never going to forget, like, mm-hmm. where she comes from. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, it's still such a... Like, I think a lot of the time when I'm reading this, like, I'm looking at where Bix is now, and I'm looking at all the other characters and when they where they are now, and so much of this book was, like, but take a moment and, like, think back to where they came from. Mm-hmm. And, like, think think back on this. And, like... It's not done in a way that, like, super hits you over the head. It's very much, like, a really, like, well-paced written into it. Yeah. But, like, they're absolutely right that, like, Bix is still extremely kind of... She has, like, some traumas left over from thinking she was the last of her species. Like, Mm -hmm. that was still a huge deal to her. Even though we're like, oh, there's other ones now, it's fine. Like, it's still not fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really, uh, it's written well how it's still kind of like a traumatic thing for her, even though there are others now. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. yeah. So sad. So sad. <sighs> okay. Well, continuing on. Anyways. So the army makes it to this town that's ahead of them that the closer they get, the less impressive it is. It's a really shitty town. And um, Kara and Bix, because they are the Peace Army, go ahead, become ambassadors. They meet with the mayor of this place. They secure permission to camp out there. And then, like, a bunch of people from the town just end up joining them, including the fucking mayor who resigns and is like, dope, I'm out. I'm going to fight for the Peace Army. Goodbye. I love that. I love that, too. But, like, also way to leave your town in fucking chaos, man. (laughs) It's like this town's falling to shit anyway. I hate this town. This is the worst town. I'm going to the army. Goodbye. I don't want to be a politician. (laughs) Politics isn't for me. I'm going to go lop off heads. Go live my dreams. I'm going to go live my dreams in the army. I want to be something more. (laughs) Anyways. um, So while they're meeting, the peace army had already begun erecting this fortification around the camp. And this is like such a wildly cool detail. That basically every time they camp out, they spend time, resources, energy well past what they have. Like they build late into the night to create this fortification around their camp that they use it to defend the camp if necessary. Like Kara's very insistent that they have this, but then they leave the structure up so the town itself has something to defend itself with. Like they actually are just doing like public works as they go. Yeah. Which is wild and amazing. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh yeah, they have to go and chop down a bunch of trees to build this fortification. And I was like, oh, interesting, because like they always talk about like how much resources that like the Murdano's army uses and like how bad it is for the environment. But yeah, then there was that, that other detail. And it's, I don't know, man. Yeah, and it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not perfect. They're not like leaving no footprint and like blah, blah, blah. But they are leaving everywhere they visit in, like, a better place yeah. than it was before. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 
It's not the perfect answer, but it's a better answer. It's yeah, exactly, exactly. It was so cool. That was so wild to me. Like I, I was like, that's the coolest fucking detail I've ever heard of this thing. Because normally it'd be like they march through, they leave the town like with less food, less research. They just took a bunch of people, including the mayor. they stole the leadership of the town (laughs) right oh it's crazy anyways um so now we we kind of zoom in a little bit and uh we're back with bix who decides to go visit maxin and when she like walks it exactly um so like she goes into maxin's tent that he shares with i think it's renzo and dog I should have written that down, but whatever. It doesn't matter. And Bix starts talking to Maxin and then just, like, kind of stares at him. And he's, like, this apparently is not the first time it's happened because, like, Maxin's just, like, talking and all of a sudden, like, hey, you can stop staring at me now. I'm right here. And Bix just has this moment of, like, I'm so sorry. It's just, it's, like, looking in a mirror. I just, there was so much time that I thought I would never see another Darren. And, like, it's crazy that you're here. Um... And it's, it's just wild. This is just wild to me. I mean, it just um, reinforces the idea that, like, she likes the idea of him. But I'm yeah. still not convinced that they really, truly like each other for who they are. Not at all. Like, it's, it, this was, this made it so apparent. Like, yeah. literally... She goes from, like, this thing with Maxon to, like, the very, like, couple lines later is with her friends. And how warm and wonderful and, like, beautiful their conversation is, is how cold and weird and awkward the conversation was with Maxon. Yeah! Like, it's just, it's very surface-level interaction with Maxon. Like, there's no warmth behind it. Yeah, and, like, I think, like, the whole staring thing is really, like, what hit it home for me when I was reading this. It's like, yeah. she just can't believe he's here. But, like, he he is a mirror to her. He is not a person. Yeah. Crazy. Just crazy. Um, but Bix tries to have some conversation with Maxine about the Natites and, like, how uneasy she is about it and blah, blah, blah. But, like, it doesn't help at all. It doesn't do anything. It was just, like, Bix in an echo chamber, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so she... Anyway, she leaves Maxin. She has an uneasy night of sleep. And then the next morning gets up and um, meets up with Kara, Renzo, Gambler, Tobble. And they're, like, discussing their plans and going to the Natites and, like, going through everything. And they, they talk about returning the crown and the shield that they stole from the underground Natites. And uh, there's this whole thing where Renzo's like, I don't want to do that. And Kara's like, you're going to fucking do that. And he's like, <laughs> no. And then he's like, why am I going on this mission? Is it because I'm going to steal? And then Kara's like, no. And he's like, what if I just steal, but only if I think it's really necessary? And she's like, only the first part of that sentiment, don't steal. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it's just a great interaction. And then um, Renzo carries, agrees to carry the shield, but actually gives Bix the crown to carry because he's like, I don't trust myself. And then they have this other beautiful moment of like, oh, and good thing he's going to carry the shield because that's too big for Bix and Tobble. But don't tell him he's the pack horse. <laughs> like, just beautiful interactions. It's great. Um, and then Renzo has this moment where he's like, Gambler, I'm leaving Dog in your care. I trust you to take care of Dog while I'm out here. You're going to have to become friends. You're going to have to get over it. And like, there's this beautiful moment there. And then they're like, all right, let's head out. And Tobble's like, 
after breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I love that Tobble shut down this whole like goodbye sequence that would have been like a really like kind of fun, nice, quirky goodbye. And is like, but also we're going to stop for breakfast, motherfuckers. (laughs) Oh my God. We're going to go to Dunkin'. Heat Tobble is my fucking spirit animal with that. We are going to stop at Dunkin'. Thank you. That's what we're doing. Oh, my God. Delightful. Yeah, so it's amazing. Um, yes. This this is where things start to move really fast. Mm-hmm. Like, this was probably, like, six chapters or so. And then after this, every chapter just, like, stacks, stacks, stacks on each other. And yeah. it's, like, really crazy. Yeah. So... Kara accompanies them to this river where they meet the Natite delegate that's going to take them to the queen, and his name is Delgaroth. And Kara is, like, watching them start to try and get into this river, and, like, they have this moment of, like, we could try to dignifiedly step down, blah, 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 but they're all, like, nervous and shit. So Tobble and and Bix just, like, jump in together, and, like, Renzo tries to get in, and they all get their feet swept out from under them, and they're, like, stumbling, like, in front of this guy. And so, basically, they're trying to be, like, very, like, we're the ambassadors for the peace army. And they just end up like struggling and fucking thrashing around. And Kara's like doubled over with laughter. I and Delgaroth is trying not to laugh at them. I love that too. I love that Kara, like I expected Kara to like be very composed and like try and like hide that she was laughing at them. But no, she's just like no. unapologetically just like busting her shit. And I love that. And like, I, I fucking Oh, it's just so good that, like, yeah, she's, like, they call her, like, the queen or whatever now, or the ruler, whatever the fuck they want to call her. But, like, she is still Kara. Uh-huh. She can carry the responsibility, but that didn't change who she was inherently yeah. as a person. Yeah. So, I fucking love that. Um, yeah, so anyways, they get into this river. Once they kind of sort themselves out, they realize that this thurgy is in place that's keeping them dry and breathing and blah, blah, blah. But they still have to, like, contend with the water. So they're trying to follow Delgaroth, and, like, they're losing their footing, and they're stumbling, and blah, blah, blah. And at one point, Tobble gets taken in this current and shoots past them, and Bix tries to, like, grab at Tobble but misses, and Renzo is, like, just on his knees, like, stumbling with his shield. But Delgaroth just kind of, like, shoops past them and grabs Tobble and then, like, shoops back and then just hands him this heavy rock and is like, here, use this as a ballast. It'll help you to walk easier. <laughs> and, like, it's just crazy. <laughs> like, that's just wild. Um, but eventually they're able to struggle through to this ship that looks pretty much like a regular boat, except there's no sail. And it's this, like, long, white thing that uh, Bix explains is about, like, ten lengths of her height. Like, And Bix is like, what is that made out of? And Delgaroth is like, oh, the tooth of a narvalix. And Bix is like, there's a fish with teeth? And Delgaroth is like, ah, the deep holds many great mysteries, Ambassador Bix. And Bix is like, Ambassador Bix? (laughs) 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 Freaks out, like, oh, that's still so weird. And um, then again has this other moment of like, who could expect this from the runt of the litter, the smallest darn? How could anyone (laughs) expect me to be ambassador? And so that's... That beautiful moment in that chapter. Yay! I want to draw Tobble in a bubble. Please. That Please is what I want that. to do. Please do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's get to this next chapter, which is 
a thousand percent a chapter just to explain this fucking cool boat. Oh yeah, this boat's awesome. This boat's amazing. Also, this is my headcanon just before we get into it. What happened was Catherine's like, yeah, we need a boat. I think it's going to be drawn by fish. And Michael was like, let's make this a cool fucking boat and use like submarine technology in there and blah, blah, blah. And Catherine's like, cool, Michael. Great. Um, moving on. And he's like, not moving on. Let's talk more about this cool boat. And like, that's how I imagine that went down. Oh my God. And that's how this chapter came to be. <laughs> I um, love that. Yeah, so that's my headcanon. So Delgaroth is like, here's my sweet ship. It's two giant bone teeth connected together below the boat. And they're like, that's cool. So like they go and check out how it's like stitched together. It's pulled by like a bunch of gigantic orange fish that are like Bix's size harnessed together with seaweed. And they're like, this is our weird chariot of orange fish. <laughs> like, it's, it's wild. So in my mind, that's the Catherine part. Here's the Michael Grant part. When they go into it, there's like this underbelly part where they have to like duck down to get into it. But when you come up, it's totally dry. There is air. There's like cool like bubbles on the top that are like these like thirgy bubbles that you can like stick your head up out of and look out. But it's totally a self-contained submarine system that's like using like different like water buoyancies to keep it filled with air. Yeah, like in Pirates and Care of the Beans. Yeah, that, but then they also, like, went into, like, oh, just so you know, if, like, you're uncomfortable, let me know, because, like, I'll have dolphins come down here and, like, put air bubbles into here to keep, like, the oxygen levels up. What the fuck? Right? They have fish to, like, heat it. They're like, oh, we just use the water to cool it down in here, but if you need more heat, we have these, like, eels that we can, like, pump in electricity to, like, warm you up. Like, damn! Right? It's this fucking badass whale bone and I, i'm assuming this is like a narwhal thing is what we're yeah, talking about with yeah. like the fish teeth like i'm imagining like these narwhal tusks that are like just totally steampunked out into this fucking badass <laughs> boat that's a chariot of fish fuck yeah like it's so cool wow yeah Oh my god, I got so excited about that, I forgot to read. I have no idea where I am in my notes right now. I was just explaining the cool boat <laughs> to you. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. Like, I this is, I would love, like, I'm not super great at um, drawing, like, technical, like, ship kind of stuff. It's just, like, not what I'm good at or I'm interested in. But, like, somebody that's super passionate about, like, designing ships... I think would fucking kill this if they tried to draw it. Oh and yeah. I want to see it. Like I want to see it. Yeah. So bad. Like this boat, like I was very, you know, I talked a little bit about at the beginning about like being like, Oh man, the pacing in this first part was really weird. Cause it's like, it feels like it's just world building and like, you know, all this, yeah. but like I didn't hate it. I loved it. Nope. Like, this boat was so fucking cool, and, like, I'm glad we got to spend some time on it. Because, like, it's just such a good idea. It's, like, such a good idea. And then also, like, in a way, even though it's it, it's totally world building, but this gives us such an insight into, like, the Natites are very technologically advanced as a species. Yeah. Yeah. 
And like we had no idea. We're like, oh, these are like weird mermaid people underwater that are like dumber than people. No, no, no. These are way fucking smarter than people. They have a whole society that's way more impressive than anything the humans have. Yeah. And this is like a hint of it. Yeah, and this could be pretty useful if they if the war has to go into like naval warfare shit, maybe. Or if they oh, need to like absolutely. transport people. You know, like this could be just kind of setting the scene for what something that happens later. Absolutely this could be. Like this doesn't seem to be like a well-known technology at all for anybody that's on land. And like why would it be, right? Like this it's very clear that this doesn't happen a lot. Like the queen has never seen like a Darren or a, a Wabic in real life. And like, well, the Darren is kind of excusable by like, oh yeah, of course they're almost extinct. The Wabics are not anywhere near extinct. And like, this is clearly just something that doesn't super happen. Yeah. So this could, can you imagine this army on land thinking I'm going to fight this girl? She rolls up with like one fucking unit of people and then all of these fucking submarine boats just, like, pop up with fucking whales and shit. <laughs> That's goddamn impressive, is yeah. what that is. Yeah. My God. Ooh. Yeah. So anyways, cool boat. Very cool boat. I like it. Yeah. Um, yes. So there's, there's this great boat. Um, they're led down to the the belly where they were staying they point out where there are drinks and the thurgy bubbles that they can look out of and delgaroth is basically like excuse me the air is very harsh i must step back into the water i don't know why i imagined him very like posh but i I did too (laughs) he's like he's like he's like jenkins from yes (laughs) yes my name's delgaroth i'll be your ambassador on the train (laughs) this air is very harsh i will go and take my leave i will take you into the pleasure room (laughs) have this straw it's an ancient technology of my people (laughs) yeah it's he's he's very very absolutely Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, once Delgaroth is out of there, the ship takes off, and, like, Tobble is totally fine walking around. No big deal. Renzo is, like, crashing around, smashing his head <laughs> on the roof. Like, just, like, the dude knows he can't walk, but he's so stubborn he refuses to sit, so instead he just gets a shit kicked out of him by a boat. I love that. I love that too. And like Bix is just like holding onto the table like I'm not going to move. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But eventually uh, once things kind of calm down a bit, Bix gets up to look at one of the thurgy bubbles and is just like seeing this incredible landscape of like the first thing that she sees is like these blue and gold sand swirls and then there's like these giant black looming shapes off in the distance and Bix is up there so long that they're like traveling through these desolate places and these places where there's like canyons that they're traveling through and the fish are like barely navigating through these tight areas and the boat looks like it's gonna hit something and Bix is like watching and can't get over like how close they are to destroying shit and then Bix feels this like tug at her leg and she looks down and Tobble's like I'm super hungry (laughs) and right then As if summoned from thin air, 
this other natite appears with like this yellow skin tone and like curling tentacles like some of them are coming off their shoulders and like just crazy and they brought out these like squid and crab dishes and then this seaweed stew that they all go batshit over they're like this stew is fucking amazing how did you do this and like Tobble just starts eating it and, like, digging in. And it's like, oh, do you like you like the stew? And, like, Tobble's like, rawr. And Bix is, like, <laughs> take eating it. But, like, yeah, the stew is great. And then it's like, how do you how do you make this without fire? And then Atite's like, oh, we still have heat. And Bix is like, what do you mean you still have heat? And there, this Natite was like, you'll see when we get to Dragia. And Bix is like, what the fuck is Dragia? And the Natite's like, the fucking town where the queen lives that we're going to, <laughs> ambassador. Idiot. Yeah, like, the Natite does not say it like that at all. I don't think it's actually implied in the book, but, like, I was like, you're the fucking ambassador, brah. Yeah, I would have, yeah. I would have thought she would have been briefed a little bit better. Like, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy Google it. Fantasy Costco. <laughs> fantasy google it <laughs> so, yeah i mean i i expected she would have been briefed on it or like at least like i mean i guess she did think to ask at the end of the day like she does kind of catch herself when it's too late but whatever she doesn't know that for sure so anyways i i just thought she would have known more but this natite was very helpful and was just like you'll see when we get there yeah i won't have to explain it to you whatever and um then, like, the Natite that brought them food excuses themselves, and once they're gone, Bix starts saying, like, man, I hope once we get there, the Natites are, like, crystal clear with what they want. And then, like, starts panicking, like, yeah, I know I'm a Darren, I can tell the truth, but it doesn't mean I know, like, what the heart of a Natite wants. And Renzo's like, only the sea knows what the Natite wants, because it's, like, an old saying, like, ha ha ha, who knows with them? <laughs> and Bix goes... Well, has anyone ever asked them what they wanted? Damn. And like, right. And that's like a mic drop drop moment. Like, yeah. You idiots assume you know, but no one knows. <laughs> Assumptions make an ass of you and me. Straight up, they do. Um, so Bix wakes up with a jolt as she feels something change. And she starts looking through the viewing bubble and she can kind of make out Delgaroth outside of the ship. And it looks like he's like got this like thing and is sitting on the side of the boat in the water outside and he kind of looks over and sees Bix looking out of this this thirgy bubble and says oh did you feel it too and like they always explain that the Darrens when they're underwater their voice is easier to understand mm -hmm. and like easier for them to hear which is just a very cool detail yeah um so Bix thinks that like Delgaroth isn't going to be able to understand her at all but like as she says like questions like what happened to the fish like he totally gets it he's like oh they're freshwater fish they can't continue because we're crossing over into the ocean and Bix is like well then how are we going to continue and Delgroth is like watch and you'll find out and uh so what followed was the most spectacular sunrise Bix had ever seen and she's like seeing it through like the layer of water there mm -hmm. and watching as this there's these bursts of color and like it slowly like makes this insane like orange and red and yellow and like beautiful like color scape above them and at one point renzo gets up and says is the room up there for me and bix is like yeah so he like kind of pops up and even he said it was beautiful and bix is like 
what are these words coming out of your mouth, weirdo? <laughs> Which was great. Fucking weirdo. Fucking weirdo. Appreciating shit. And then, yeah, how dare you appreciate a sunrise, Renzo? <laughs> You're not that deep and introspective. Yeah, exactly. You're the funny guy. You're, you say joke. You do joke now. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Anyways, even Tobble joins them eventually and is watching out of this bubble as they see from afar a whale approaching them. Yay! And that kind of starts fucking them up. They're like, wow, that's that's pretty big whale. And everybody's impressed except Tobble, who's like, mm, that's only the third largest whale I've ever seen. <laughs> Tobble. Love Tobble. Love Tobble so much. Um, but it's this insanely, like, epic moment as this whale is appearing and they like watch it approach and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and And then it whips past them and goes right up over the boat and breaches into that insane sunrise and then smashes down over top of them and they are in awe of this thing and then it kind of spins around and takes up the harness where the fish have all left from and Delgaroth goes, okay, now hold on. And they're all like, we're fine. We're going to watch this whale, bro. Uh, and then the whale takes off and they are not fine. Like they go slamming back against the thing. Like they fall down, tumble back. Renzo catches this bottle as it goes whipping past them like Jeez. midair. And then they just start like laughing and jump back up to watch this whale, which is just careening them through the water at like crazy high speeds. Oh my God. And so... I, right? Isn't it amazing? I love it. And I'm also assuming this whale is, like, bigger than a blue whale. Like, I'm oh, assuming yeah. this is a huge beast. Of an incredibly huge whale, for sure. But yeah, so then it starts, like, going up, 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 and they're like, what's happening as we're approaching the surface? And then it breaches, and it pulls them up. Like, the whole back end of the ship goes flying into the open air, and then comes like down behind this whale and then they start going like down and down and down until they start feeling the pressure on their chest and they can't breathe and everything's getting really dark and Bic starts panicking. They're going to get the bends. They're going to get the bends. And Bix is like watching Tobble as his eyes roll up into his head and he's about to pass out and he's like stumbling backwards. And then the whale tilts back towards the surface and they go back up and up and up and then breach again at the top of this arc. And that's just how they continue this ride. Like just oh this God. slamming like up. Right. It seems very uncomfortable. Right. Like why can't they just go in a straight line with the whale occasionally coming up for air? Why did they have to do this like insane like fucking shit? I assume just to impress him. I guess. Like, ooh, this is a cool breach, but now I'm going to crush you with the pressure of the water. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yep. I don't know. I don't know, but whatever. Whatever. So they continue on this, like, wild ride that was, like, insane to all of them. And eventually they stop watching because, like, it just keeps going on and on and on. Um, but the natite that, that served them food comes back in and announced at some point that they're approaching the city and Bix goes to look out of the bubble to see how different the seascape looked. And the answer is insanely different. 
So this craft starts approaching the city and it's this sprawling giant thing made out of this living coral. And they, they talk about how like that nursery that they visited was like this amazing like coral and gold like thing. But in comparison to the city, it's this cold, wet shack that like was nothing. Yeah. Like, and the city is, is hugely like it's all open and just like sprawling and vast because like why have walls? You can swim right over them. So everything is just this like open thing and like they don't specifically describe this but it sounded like they had like some sort of like coral honeycomb mixture for a lot of the walls that like you could just swim in and out of to like get to places Mm -hmm. it's it sounds amazing um so even though the city is open it's not totally defenseless so as they approach this massive armed guard swims at them with like crossbow bolts on their arms and like shit, like ready to fuck some shit up. And uh, Delgaroth goes out there and speaks with them. And while Delgaroth is talking to them, the whale drops the harness and like just takes off. And all of these other fish like come out from nowhere and like nudge this boat into this place where it drops into an exactly boat shaped hole <laughs> and like lands with barely a thump. Wow. And they're all like, well, that was crazy. Um, and so Delgaroth comes back in. He's like, all right, be prepared to walk to the castle. We're going to do those 3G bubbles again. But like the, the meeting room is prepared for you. And they're like, okay. So they step out of this craft and they feel like this pressure that they shouldn't be able to breathe. But the magic is keeping like oxygen there. And so they're still alive. And they get escorted by uh, Delgaroth and this group of guards. And while they're walking, they're kind of, like, talking, and Bix goes, hey, how would the queen like to be addressed? And there's this immediate discomfort in the group of guards. And uh, one of them's like, oh, her majesty, but, like, she's forgiving, so if you forget, it won't super matter. And Bix says something about, like, oh, is this, like, the kind of, like, cut off your head royalty? I don't like that kind of royalty very much, blah, blah, blah. And, like, there's this very, like, awkward, stilted, like, the queen does not behead people very often. And, like, Renzo at this point just starts going off about, like, oh, yeah, you know monarchy. They get a little bit of power and oh, they get geez. giant heads. Blah. Shut and up! Like, right. And, like, Bix kind of, like, starts... Bix is like, hey, Renzo, shut up. And Renzo's like, ha, 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 no way. And somebody's like, oh, so you don't like monarchies? And Renzo's like, I don't like anybody in power, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he starts going out. And, like, Bix has totally figured out what's happening at this point. Yeah. Because this these questions are coming from this smaller natite at the back of the guard group who's, like, this, like, golden natite. And Renzo just keeps fucking going. And finally he says something like, oh, you know, like, royalty, they just spit on anybody below them. And this Natite goes, I wouldn't spit on you. And Bix goes Uh. something like, oh, thank you, your majesty. (laughs) Your honor, I am Queen Amidala. Yup. 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 So, like, it's just this hilariously awkward moment. (laughs) Um, And then the, the queen is incredible so like this queen is this beautiful golden creature with these sage green eyes but when she smiles she has shark's teeth and that really unsettles bix but she's immediately like super jokey like she's like oh you know you're safe the wabic is safe this guy though might have to behead him ha 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 oh my god (laughs) just fucking joking with them yeah and like it's great Mm -hmm. um 
And then the part that I love the most is that like Bix is introducing them and like this is Tobble the Wabbock and the queen is like, I love Wabbocks. Like every time we interact with your people, they are polite and wonderful. The Natites love Wabbocks. They're great. And she like falls so immediately in love with Tobble that she like grabs his hand and is like escorting Tobble personally around. I'm like, who wouldn't fall in love with Tobble? He's a fucking best. He is the fucking best. Don't you He's forget so it. so good. Don't you forget it. Tobble is the best by far. The very bestest boy. Like no one ever was. <laughs> yeah, so it's wonderful. Um, and so they they basically are, are walking down this hallway and the queen is like, okay, like you'll need the guards to help you get up to this meeting room that we have prepared for you because we have to go up to it. And they will swim. And so, like, Bix gets, like, gently grabbed around the arms. The queen herself takes Tobble up there. And Tobble's, like, looking back at Bix, like, can you believe this shit, the queen? Uh, And Renzo gets, like, kind of more roughly, like, hey, don't fuck around anymore. Like, pulled up to this room. Um, so you get taken up there and like the queen herself helps Bix into this air bubble room from below because it's another like, oh, you enter from below because the air is in over top. Like, you know, you know, you've seen movies, yep, you've yep. seen Deep Blue Sea, you know how this goes. <laughs> um, yeah. So like they, they go in there and then she immediately just goes, uh, open air. I don't know how you surface dwellers do it. It's so difficult to walk. And so she like sits down. But she just sits in like a stone chair, like any of the other stone chairs in the room. I There's love no it. like throne. I loved it so much. They're so cool. Like she, they're so cool. She just refused to be like, she refused to place herself above everybody here. I love it. Which was great. It. I love it so much. It made me want to love her, but then I, like Bix, immediately did not trust her. Yeah. So. Sorry. Sorry, Queen. I mean, you know, we could. We can still like her, even if she's not. You can like somebody and not be stupid about it. Yeah. 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 It'll For be sure. Okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But yeah, I loved it. So, um, yeah, so she sits in this chair and, like, and Bix is like, all right, like, let's get this fucking party started. And the queen starts with, like, who is Kara, basically? And everybody just jumps on this, like, we love Kara. Kara's the best. She is the peace army. She's, <laughs> I would do anything for her. I would die for her. And, like, every single one, like, Tobble, Bix, and Renzo are all like, I would die for her. I would do anything for her. She's the greatest. And the queen's like, okay, okay. Like, you guys have sold me. She sounds really great. And you guys love her. So I, too, like her. Uh, and she's really like a force of peace here, right? And they're like, yeah, she has this peace army. She, her only desire is to stop this brewing war and reunite everybody. And like, yes, they realize they have to fight for that, but like, they're not fighting unless they're already like being, you know, attacked. And their main goal is for peace. And the queen's like, great. I love peace. Peace is great. We want peace so much down here because like when you guys fight, all the dead bodies get thrown in the water. We got to sort that out. I hate that. You guys, (laughs) I don't, I don't like the corrupt shit going on. I realize that both of like the rulers that we interact with are corrupt. Hate that shit. Definitely like peace better. (laughs) So like the Natites are fucking on board with this. But Bix, when she's like, oh, they're they're on board with us this sounds great she starts like tuning into the queen with every fiber of her being 
listening for anything false. And the queen's like, okay, great. I just have a few asks. And Bix is like, okay, this is my time. Like, I'm the ambassador. This is what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. The queen's like, I want some iron. I want some pottery because it's real colorful and I love that. And I want these two uninhabited islands. And Bix is like, okay, she's like not lying to me. And those islands are not of any strategic importance. But like, what the fuck kind of ask is that? That's real small. And the queen's like, well, you know, like, we enjoy sunning ourselves occasionally. That's what we want to use the islands for. And Bix is like, okay, so she's not lying about that. But, like, okay. So she's like, oh, in good faith, I can say on behalf of Kara, we will give you all of those things you just asked for. Also, here, have this shield and this crown. And, like, there's this whole aside where the queen's like, oh, I know exactly what these items are. This is, they were stolen by this group of rebels. Thank you so much for returning them. And Bix is like, okay, great. They're still not alive, but something is brewing. And the queen, like, goes on for a while. I'm so grateful for the return of these items, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I think we could ally with the peace army. And Bix is like, great, do it. And she's like, well, let me tell you what I actually need first, though. And Bix is like, what the fuck? And this woman's like, we got to go see a whale. And that's how they end it. Oh, so frustrating. I want to know. Who's this whale they got to go talk to? It's a whale. I mean, I'm excited that it's a whale, but who's this whale they got to go talk to? I want to know. I want to know so much. Who's this? Who did whale? Who that whale? Who that whale at? Ooh. This was wild. Yeah. This was so wild. Yeah. Oh, man. But, like, the Natites are such a well-oiled machine. Yeah. I love that we just got, like, kind of snippets of them kind of throughout the book so far. And now we're mm-hmm. seeing, like, the much bigger picture. And we're going, like, damn, they're, like, really kind of awesome I was going to say, like, I feel like we ke- we kept getting the Natites before now through the lens of humans, uh-huh. and now we finally see them on their own terms, and it's something totally different than what we expected. Yeah. I feel, I, I mean, I kind of feel like they could, like... Take everyone? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Without question. If they cared at all about, like, land dwelling... Yeah. Anything, they would take the whole world. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they, they, like, have their shit together. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Because they're, like, like masters of theurgy, too. Yeah, I mean, they mentioned that when, uh, when, um the the natite ambassador first gets them at the river mm-hmm. that his thurgy is like super good and like really old and really deep magic and so they had like they trusted him completely to keep them breathing air yeah under miles of ocean basically yeah man uh, yeah oh, so crazy cool. <laughs> so crazy But yeah, I want to know about the whale. Me too. Is it a big whale? It's probably going to be the the biggest whale. The biggest fucking whale in the world. It's going to be the biggest whale in the world. And we're going to go talk to it. And it's going to tell us all sorts of things that we need to know about. Yeah. 
Beautiful psychic whale with wings. Probably, probably a beautiful psychic space whale with wings. <laughs> I feel like the only prediction I can pull out of this is the one that you already said that Wobbix are going to become the seventh governing species, and that's all I know. Right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> such a such a weird note to end this section on. It's just kind of like I have. A quid pro quo, but I'm not going to tell you what it is until next time. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, Uh, not even, like, let's have a normal exchange of, like, what I want and what you can provide me. Like, let's go see a whale about a story. Like, right? what? Yeah. It's definitely not straightforward, and I want to know why. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out when we read part two, but still. I know, but I want to know now. I know. I want to know now as well. I want it now. God, just so crazy. I, like, the ship is just amazing, though. Yeah, that was really cool. I want to take a cruise on it. Me too. And hang out with a giant whale. Yeah. (laughs) That would be the coolest part, honestly. Yeah, I just want to pet the whale. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I want to see these dolphins come in and and interject oxygen into the ship, honestly. How much oxygen can a dolphin chuck if a dolphin could chuck oxygen? (laughs) Um, uh, Good question. I guess it would depend on, like, multiple things because like they also need to have enough oxygen for themselves to go back up to the surface right and if they're lower in the water they have to keep a certain amount of like compression on that oxygen and buoyancy so this wouldn't be like a deep sea oxygen exchange at all yeah oh these are all great questions yeah i don't know I don't know either. But yeah, that was a really cool, like, very well-oiled machine sort of situation. Just oh with the whole God. boat. Yeah. Like, they've clearly done this before. Yeah, and the fact that they have, like, here's the cutoff, here's, like, where we do our, our fish-to-whale exchange, like... Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Ugh. Very neat. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And I really like I want to I really want to like the Natite queen despite myself despite the fact that I don't trust her I really want to like her. Yeah. Maybe she'll be like they kind of they kind of introduce her as like oh she's just like a cool queen and she's just a, she's just a person like Kara and and here are the similarities mm-hmm. between them but then she's going to be like the anti Kara or something. Oh no. Oh no. I want her to be the ally. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. We'll see. Maybe the whale will send them on a quest and when they fulfill the quest, then only then will the Natites join the cause. Do you think the whale is like the real ruler of the Natites? Maybe maybe he's a big Natite. Oh no. <laughs> He's just a really big The biggest baby. The biggest <laughs> He's like that giant baby and spirited away. Oh no. This is my son. Oh I hate I'm him so, so much. Sorry. 
Oh, I hate that. I was making a McElroy joke, and you made a thing I hated. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. It's don't be sorry. I just, I hate it so much. I hate that big baby. It's so big. It's baby is so big, and I hate it. It's okay. It gets turned into a mouse, which is great. A fat mouse that gets all, like, carried around all wonky. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Biggest baby. No, no. <laughs> okay, let's divert away from the baby and talk about better okay. things. Okay. Like Tobble in a bubble. Oh, oh my god. There was another Animorphs nod in this yes. book. What You mean other than the dolphins exchanging oxygen? Well, <laughs> that, oh, that's a good point. Um, no, it's when uh, Renzo and Bix and Tobble are making asses of themselves trying to get into the water. And Delgroth makes some comment about, like, oh, you land creatures, you're always falling over. And I was like, <laughs> That's amazing. it's an axism! It's an axism. The spirit, oh, axe. The spirit of axe is strong in this room. Oh, God. Oh, I love him so I love him so much. I do, too. <gasps> I wonder if by the time we're done reading all of the books that Catherine and Michael have ever written... We'll be able to, like, map this whole fucking, like, infrastructure of a world that they've built. Like, and we can link, like, oh, well, when Axe got consumed by the one, he actually got shot into, like, this colony. And the Natites are actually, like, when we get to the to the fucking, um, oh, God, the name's escaping me, of course, now, because I... Nadara? No, that's the name of the thing. What are the fucking creatures that we kept calling these from animals? Oh, Nartek? Yeah, the Nartek. Like, the Nartek are the last remnants of, like, the Natites. So, basically, it's like that that Pixar theory that all the Pixar movies are actually connected. Yeah, take place in the same universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I love that. And like just over a broad spectrum of time, but they're all in the same universe. Oh, I'm just picturing Cassie hanging out with Tobble. Oh, that's really cute. That's really cute. That is very cute. Oh, no. Anyway. Yes. Sorry. I was coming up with a, a whole plot line for how front lines worked into this, but I'm done with that. <laughs> we will talk about that when we get to front lines. Yay! That's coming up next. I'm so excited. It is. We got two more episodes after this, and then front lines starts. Wee! Wee! Moving from high fantasy to historical fiction. Very gritty historical fiction cool yay <laughs> we are just all over the place with ourselves damn yeah yeah um yes what else about this book anything else about this book thus far i don't have anything i don't think me either like i feel like i just want to go on to the second part so oh my bad. god because like I- i'm looking at this book and it looks like so we have the next part, which is about the same length as the part we just read. And then and then part three. The rest of it is part three. And it's like, are we going to do all of part three in one episode or do we want to break it up? Oh, my God. I mean, I feel like we're going to want to cover it all, but it, maybe we should break it up. I don't know. Let's see how many pages it is. It starts at 
163. 163. <laughs> nice. And then goes to 288. So 120 pages. That's not so bad. Okay. I feel like we did that in part one and two. Okay. It'll just be like recording a, a Megamorphs, but not six hours. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It'll all be good. I love it. I will schedule extra time that week to read. <laughs> yep. Oh, shit. Okay, let us plug our socials. Okay, if you want to send me theories specifically about anything that happened in this book or not specifically about anything else, you can do that at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. You can do that at applegrantbookclub at gmail.com. I'm going to say with a question mark. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Sounds good. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Animorphs Anonymous or at Apple Grant Book Club. And we have a super secret, super awesome subgroup, which is the Andalite Bandalites, uh, which is just bumping. We got some new people up in there and it's been freaking awesome Wait. because they're all awesome people. Imagine that. Um, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Animorphs Anon on Twitter or Animorphs Anonymous on Instagram. Or if you want to find Apple Grant Cast, you can do that both Instagram and Twitter. And somehow, some way, one of us will respond to you somehow. <laughs> um, we will respond to you even more instantaneously if you come join our Animorphs Anonymous Discord server. Um, where you can also mm-hmm. talk to other Animorphs fans. And we have a bunch of different channels, and it's all really cool and fun. And you can post pictures of your pets. And uh, if you want the link to that, you can hit us up on any of our socials. Or we occasionally post a link in the Animorphs group, Andalite Bandalites. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, come join us. It's fun. Yeah. And sometimes if you just ask the question, where do I get into the Discord, other awesome people from our discord will be like yo i got secret access for you and um that's very nice of them yay thank you everyone um yes thank you everyone (laughs) um if you want to listen to archived episodes of animorphs anonymous they are going up on wednesdays over at our youtube channel that we share with the cannabis crisis lads and that is at strong shape international on youtube you should go check that out for Animorphs Anonymous. Okay. Enough. Okay. Enough of this media that I consume with my ears. Oh, no. How do I consume eye media? Eye media! Well, there's so much eye media out there, but most of it's crap. But I have a webcomic <laughs> that I make and draw with my hands and mouth and eyes and face and body. Um, and that is called Beside You. And that is free to read at bsideyoucomic.com. Lena, not now. And it is also on Webtoons and Tapas. Um, So yeah, you can go read that for free. Or if you go to my Patreon, you can help me support the making of the comic. I post work in progress pages and early access pages. I am months ahead of schedule. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, But you can (laughs) check that out at patreon.com slash kcdstudios. And I highly recommend that you become a patron because obviously the months ahead of schedule pages that are coming through and how they're excellent and wonderful and good 
But also, if you don't believe me, but only listen to the word of man, Tim also became a patron recently, and therefore it's now been endorsed by another man. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Tim, who we trash-talked for multiple minutes in this episode. I don't feel like we trash-talked him. But anyway, <laughs> he's a Patreon supporter, too. And you should be as well. And then you can join our small community of close-knit Patreon supporters. And then, for only $300 a month, you, too, can come behind the scenes with Dan and I as we do our Slater cast behind <laughs> our extremely high paywall. No. It's very top quality content. It's all about Slater all the time. The best character. Dan and I will tell you everything you gotta know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Well, enough of that. How about some more podcasts that Alex is a oh, part Jesus. of? Alex, how many goddamn podcasts do you have now? <laughs> uh, not as many as Travis McElroy, and therefore I'm still okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was really harsh. That was really harsh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just started I, coughing. <laughs> I have I have so many podcasts. Oh, let's man. go through them. Uh, let's see. What's a great order to do this in? Um, if you would like to listen to the podcast that I am on for the longest amount of time other than this one that would be cadmus to crisis SSA superboy podcast you probably heard me plug that one before if you've listened this far and uh that's a podcast where david and drew who have been on animorphs anonymous in our megamorphs episode and our alternomorphs episode um they talk about superboy and do voices we read comics it's pretty great um they are insanely knowledgeable about all of that shit and i just read voices and they let me stay because they feel sorry for me and that's the truth uh but if you want to go listen to a podcast where i talk bullshit and sometimes know what i'm talking about you listen to horse girls that is with jenna and tim and they uh come on with me and we do not fucking talk about animals we talk about horses because we care about horses and we talk only about horses and definitely not about like other bullshit like princess <laughs> diana's memoir or oh anything god. like that oh my god yes it's great episode so, episode um, three yeah. in particular is bonkers and everyone should listen to it and tim said correctly it is our magnum opus we <laughs> Peaked at episode three. We will never reach such heights again. Perfect. So I suggest you go and listen to episode three. It's honestly the greatest thing I've ever recorded in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even know how it happened, uh, honestly. I think I blacked out for most of it. Jesus. Um, going ahead and just looping right back around to Animorphs. I am on an Animorphs D&D podcast where we play idiot children with a death wish in our own AU universe created by uh, our wonderful man that we mentioned earlier, Austin, who's obsessed with watermelon. It's called Dungeons and Dragon <laughs> Beams, and I play Savannah on there, who I am assured by at least two people is the best character and assured by Corey that Grant still thinks she sucks shit. So Aww. take whoever's advice you want on that. I suggest not Grant's because he's the worst, and I have a platform to say this shit on, and Corey does not, so I win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dunk. Dunking on Corey's not even here. Let me. Corey can't defend himself. So that motherfucker gets to hear about how shitty Grant is, 
fourth hand probably 86 years later because he doesn't listen to this podcast, motherfucker. So I can say whatever I want about his stupid character. Jeez. I'm just kidding. Grant's a wonderful character. I actually like him a lot, but our character is not going to long in prison. Anyways, it's it's a great show. Dungeons and Dragon Beams. Check it out. Um, please. It's wonderful. I like playing pretend with my friends, and it makes me very tired. So after five hours of playing pretend, I'm like, I must lay down now for 40 minutes. <laughs> no, an hour. A full hour. <laughs> Those are, I think, all the podcasts I do, but honestly. Oh, I got to cameo on Sporadic Phantoms recently, another Animorphs podcast that's wonderful and amazing and you should listen to. So, hey, listen out for that. You might hear me. Hooray! Another podcast I fucking forgot about. (laughs) (laughs) You just do so many. You're like an actor who's who's forgotten what movie they've been in. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, what's this interview for? Batman? I was in that? Yeah, huh. exactly. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? I was the Batman the whole time? Where was I? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, there you go. That's everything I hopefully do, I hope. Yay! All right. Let's get in a bubble. Oh! Oh! Wait. Thank you to Jess for doing our music. Thanks, Jess. It's Reese on socials. Thank you. Yay. We love it. Yay, it's great. It's the best. Yay, thank you. Okay, let's get in a bubble, you say. Let's get in a bubble and float away into the ocean so we can hang out with whales. I'm into it. I love it. Let's fucking rage. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.